It is clearly now the will of the Parliamentary Conservative Party that there should be a new leader of that party and therefore a new Prime Minister. President Putin has ordered Russian military commanders to put the country's strategic nuclear forces on special alert. There's a food crisis, there's an energy crisis with oil prices going up, affecting every country. Inflation crisis, recession and prospect. This is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. There are far too many people who are waiting too long for treatment as a result of the disruption caused by COVID. And there are six million people who are in pain. Today is officially the hottest day ever recorded in this country. And the heat is already bringing this country to a standstill. The infrastructure simply isn't built to survive these kinds of extreme temperatures. The state of Qatar says it has nothing to apologize for in hosting the Men's Football World Cup. The country has been criticized for its human rights record. Hello everyone and welcome back to the new series of What's Occurring. I'm Tom and this week I'm joined by Bella and I think you're the only person I've ever had on twice. I'm very appreciative of that fact. I love being on your podcast and you know uni-wise I'm following in your footsteps so I feel like it's a good way to start. <laughs> yeah. yeah so Bella you've taken over from me as head of news over in in Leeds so mm-hmm. feeling the pressure I'm okay. feeling the pressure but I'm excited you're doing good stuff I love it I've got I've got my head of news turtleneck ready so I'm fine <laughs> love it you really are following in the footsteps whereas yeah. I'm now not in Leeds but doing my big boy adult job which is a bit weird but it- podcast continues as it should. I love the podcast. I'm I'm so glad to be back and I can't wait to have a chat with you about stuff. Yeah. And I I, I want to talk a bit about this because for me, it's quite important. The reason I brought the podcast back is because there is just so much going on. And like in the last, what, six months, we've had a new prime minister and one one gone, one broke the law. You've had European war in ukraine i mean it's just crazy isn't it it's all kicking off and you know what? nothing's going right we're going to do some predictions later but i think we've seen nothing yet i think oh, this cost God. of living stuff oh yeah i i agree with you on that i just think everything's going to go through the roof life's going to get really hard we'll come to bit, that I we'll think. come to that yeah. let's do some happy stuff first yeah like sure. talking about liz truss <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, um, I will. I will say, from a female perspective, it is nice to have another woman back in power. You know, we've had uh, Theresa May and Margaret Thatcher in the past. However, I would also like to point out that all of these women have been Tories, and although my head of news status means that I'm impartial, I don't know how you obviously have. Like, I'm going to teach for attack here. If you don't want to yes. say. Did you see Joe Lysett on the telly yesterday? I did not, know. He went on, like, Laura Koonsberg's new show, the new, like, political, serious, like, interview show. Yeah. Like, obviously being very right-wing, I wouldn't Mm. say this, but the Tory party's got in the dregs of its talent now because it's been in power for 12 years and they've done nothing. But I obviously don't believe that, that kind of thing. That's what you need to get into. It was so funny. Yeah, I'm... 
I'm going to have to find a way around it, I'm sure. <laughs> We've not but... actually, like, got into what's happening here. Liz Truss is to be Prime Minister. I know. She's, so she won the Conservative leadership election and it was announced earlier on today. Did you watch her speech? I, acceptance speech? Not live, but I've listened back to it since. So I'm going to start before we get to the speech. I got some stats. Oh, okay. I like Which, it. So she won by 57% of the vote compared to Rishi Sunak's 43. That makes 100, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, so she got 57% of the vote. And from memory, David Cameron and Boris Johnson were both well into the 60s in terms of percentage, which means that she is got less of a mandate than them. I was going to say that seems quite close, all things considered. It's not, it's not close, close, is it? But it's certainly not, you know, considering probably for what, the last, a, an, the last month, everyone has thought she's going to be prime minister. Yeah, it's not like an overwhelming yeah. majority. Yeah, it's really not. And add into that, she didn't win the majority of the MPs vote, Rishi Sunak did, yeah. by, a, by a fair way. And add into that, that if you count, here's a little stat you won't find anywhere else. Okay. If you count all of the spoiled ballots or the people who didn't vote, who are conservative ah. members, yes. she got less than 50% of the vote. Ah. So Rishi Sunak got less than that, mm. but she's not got the support of half of conservative members, let alone the country. That is interesting. That is a very interesting point to be made. It's interesting. Um, like, it's not a... It's hardly resounding for her. And it's not like, I mean, fair play to her. She's won. She's, and her campaign, whether you like what she's saying or not, there's not been a big scandal, has there? No, there's, there's no uh, millions being spent. There's no pigs being involved. There's yeah, no dodging money, no lies, no criminal investigations. No affairs. She's, well, she's a, well, well. Bella, there's like... Between you and me, there are things you hear on the grapevine about that <laughs> and her sex life, but I don't really want to think about it. But she's yeah. had an, she's been caught having an affair before, and like I say, you hear things. Okay, well, they've not been the which. To be fair, on the point of affairs and her being a woman, I'm quite glad that that's not been at the forefront of her campaign because. You know, other politicians and the media will try and sabotage whoever's trying to come into power. And I think from a feminist point of view, I'm glad she's not been slated because of these things, because she's a woman. I know what you mean, because I feel like there is a difference between, in the media at least, it's, it's the way it's seen if a man has an affair compared to the way it's seen if a woman has an affair. So that's true. But yeah, she had a good campaign, very solid convincing if not amazing victory and then yeah she made this speech which was it was underwhelming yeah i was gonna say i mean you know i guess all the hard work's done now your speech isn't the most important thing but as you first kind of you know way to address the public after becoming prime minister essentially it's it's just a bit dull I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know what you mean, Bella. She wants to deliver, deliver, and deliver. Oh, yeah. 
it wasn't it, it wasn't a boris speech was it no and i think to be fair again we're probably so used to all of these eccentric well we're gonna do this this and this kind of speeches to then having someone who talks you know at a normal pace so people can speak um keep <laughs> up even but like it, it she did seem maybe she was nervous but it did seem a bit stifled i I don't know. I think she's the first person to admit she is not a great communicator. And I, I'm i a bit of a hypocrite here because I, in the past, have criticised Boris for saying he's too much of a communicator in the sense that not that he's too good at it, but he's all talk, no delivery. She's, mm. she's the other way and she will admit that in that she's, well, she claims to be all delivery and she says she's not the best communicator. Well, we can't judge her on her delivery yet because she's only she's not even prime minister as we speak until yeah. tomorrow. And so it's hard to hard to judge. If I'm honest, like I think she'll struggle just because any prime minister would struggle with what she's got to deal with. And without those communication skills at the end of a 12 years of government where the party is divided and maybe we'll talk about that a bit more later. But they're just, and also they're just at the dregs of their talent in a way. Like there's just nothing. The big hitters are dropping one by one, aren't they? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I can't say I'm a massive fan of the Conservative Party. But you, you don't have to be a massive fan to set, to recognise talent. Does that make sense? Like, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. No, I was just agreeing with you. I was, I was just like, yeah, Sorry, I think right. your internet's a bit dodgy. But, um, what's yeah, new? I also agree. Yeah, <laughs> true, very but true. There's truth. There's definitely truth in that, that she's got a hell of a inbox. And we'll come on to talk about the cost of living. But that was quite a big part of her speech. One of the main things in this campaign, I would have said, is she's kind of U-turned on that in a good way, because she's gone from saying, I'm not going to offer any support no handouts to she's still going to cut tax which if you ask me is ridiculous but she's going to also provide handouts of some kind of bailout maybe freezing the energy price cap which and she's going to announce that on thursday which considering she's only becoming prime minister on tuesday is pretty good going don't you think like I don't I don't want this to come off as sexist in any kind of way. However, I do think that when women are in power, they do just get the job done. Like, <laughs> and I know I know it sounds bad, but like Theresa May, for example, she was shafted with Brexit. But, you know, she started the motion. She started getting it done after David Cameron had talked about it forever. And I know Boris obviously did the majority of the heavy, heavy lifting and finished it off. But I do think Liz Truss, she just wants to get in there, get it done, you know? She does. I don't know if that's because of her gender or what, but she, whatever you say about her, she is at least try. she's at least conveying, like, I'm going to get on with this. Whether she does, whether she can is a different thing. But, yeah, you're right. She's definitely gone in with that kind of gung-ho attitude. However, that being said, we are yet to see whether she will actually deliver 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 on all of her promises made yeah definitely we will definitely be one to watch over the next few weeks i want Mm. to talk about about 
Rishi now, briefly. Okay. Rishi Sunak lost. But he said he's going to remain an MP until at least the next election. But that's only 2024. What do you think he'll do now? Because he's lost. He doesn't seem to have a massive, like, he's obviously got, he's popular amongst MPs, but he's not, you know, a Boris figure. He's not got a big group of supporters. Yeah, he does. I don't know. I've, I feel like the news about Rishi Sunak has just kind of dwindled recently. Even as the election's going on, he's not at the forefront. And I, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, because I think when you read a lot of headlines about Boris, it's not always to do with politics. Yeah, you know, true. Because he's not making a big splash in any kind of way. And I... I I don't really know what I can see him doing next. I mean, if I had to guess, he'll stay an MP for a few years, wait it out, wait for Liz Trust to lose the election in 2024, and then give it another go, yeah. maybe? It's that seems like the most plausible explanation or you know, yeah. idea of what he will do. I think, I, I think as well, you know, the way in which he resigned um from being chancellor and then oh i'm gonna run for prime minister it was not a fan of that no i just think i don't i don't want to say it was slimy or anything but it, obviously there's a lot of there was an stuff, agenda yeah and there's a lot of stuff that goes on inside parliament that we don't know about and i i don't yeah. know i just don't think he has anyone's best interest at heart other than himself strong words bella strong words i don't want (laughs) anyone to hate me for saying that but that's just my opinion nobody's here to hate i'm the one who gets to hate on this podcast not you but um let's talk about the cabinet now because liz truss has basically she hasn't officially appointed her cabinet she's going to do that tomorrow as in tuesday because so what happens tomorrow is we should probably go through this boris is gonna officially leave downing street properly at about i think it's eight in the morning ish he's gonna give a little speech then he's gonna fly to balmoral in scotland where the queen is because she's to um, she's immobile effectively by the sounds of it which is not good news but yeah, she's she's not travelling to London, they're travelling to Scotland to see the Queen. So Boris will go first, resign, officially. Then that's Boris done with. And then Liz then flies, just for the record, Bella's just a little fist pump. <laughs> but <Guilty>. then, <laughs> Yeah, but then Liz flies up about lunchtime. She sees the Queen, officially becomes the Prime Minister. Then she comes back to Downing Street about three, four o'clock and gives a little speech. But call us some, what's the word? You'll know the word in a minute. So it's going to rain tomorrow, all day, big thunderstorms. Pathetic fallacy. That's the one. Thank you. I knew you'd know. I did do English, so (laughs) I know these things. But yeah. That's how there's going to be thunderstorms all day tomorrow. So they're saying she might not even be able to give her speech outside Downing Street because it's so wet, which I mean, talk about symbols. Yeah, 
well, it's not the greatest start, I guess. But one thing I've just clocked onto the fact is that you said they're flying over to Scotland. Yeah, but um, I I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. So go ahead. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna say climate change, you are right. But has the new prime minister got eight hours to sit on a train to Scotland? No, I I do understand that, and I totally sympathise with the fact that there is a quick turnaround, and the Queen's interest is what you know is best. However, I would I don't know I would like to see throughout her time as prime minister maybe cutting down on all of the you, you know, hope private so flights. on the whole, but she said yeah. then she. She's saying she's going to cut green tariffs, which is like, it's not a good sign. No, I, don't, I think I'm very... You're being so I'm, polite. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm very rip. passionate about, you know, myself, slightly off topic here. I, I hope you are caught up on this news. I'm a very big Taylor Swift fan, and she's been slated recently for taking you know, using her private jet constantly. Yeah. And, like, I've had to step back and think, obviously, the, me listening to her music isn't necessarily going to affect the way she's using her own private jet, but I think it's an idea of lead by example. And the same yeah. definitely applies to the Prime Minister. And I think if you want, you know, if you want a brighter, green future, you're going to need to set an example now and you know, show, I mean, the generation below us that maybe you shouldn't be taking private jets to every part of the country. Maybe take a train. On the, on the whole, I agree. But in this instance, in, the, in this instance, I don't. But <laughs> what were we talking about? The cabinet. We yes, about, sorry. Yeah. We did get off the top of there. <laughs> The You've given me a good opportunity to plug, though. Next week, I'm speaking to someone from the Met Office, and we're going to do a lot on climate change. So, thanks, Bella. You're welcome. I will definitely be listening into that one. <laughs> so, the cabinet has all but been named, not officially, but like in the newspapers, because she, Liz has known she's going to be prime minister for a while, and so they've got like they've got a lot in place, which you wouldn't necessarily ordinarily have. And there's some interesting names kicking about. I don't know if people will know them, but you'll come to know them. You might have to give me a bit of an introduction to them as well. If so, well, this is this is what I'm thinking. People should kind of know. I can give a little bit, little bit of background. Yeah. So probably the most notable one is the Chancellor, who's going to be Kwasi Kwarteng. He was business sec secretary under Boris Johnson. Very kind of similar vibe to Liz Truss. Apparently they live on the same street, but um, you like low tax kind of a geezer. So, <laughs> but like, you know, not, not a threatening type, just, okay. but then you've got James not Cleverly. Not a Rishi Sunak type. No, not a, not a, not a Rishi Sunak type. Not going to challenge to be prime minister. I wouldn't right. Okay. James Cleverly. Cleverly is going to be foreign secretary. He was quite loyal to Boris Johnson, kind okay. of. And he was also Liz Truss's number two when she was foreign secretary. So right, bit of um, bit of a um experience there. 
the... just a point you just made saying um, that he's very close, like loyal to Boris Johnson. Yeah. Go, going back to Liz Truss's speech, did you clock that she um, described Boris Johnson as one of her great friends or dear friends? Yeah, and did you clock that no one clapped when she was talking about him? Yeah. It was I, awkward, that bit. I just wanted to bring that <laughs> up as well. But anyway, back to the cabinet. No, you're, you're right, though. It was a bit... It was orcs. Yeah. Uh, Suella Breverman is going to be the Home Secretary, and I think that is a name we are all going to come to know, just okay. because she's a bit of a pretty Patel on steroids. Oh, God. <laughs> right. I'm loving seeing okay. your reactions to this. Maybe maybe should have uh, filmed this Zoom call so people can just see me dying oh, I a am. bit inside. I am. Okay, this great. Going out. <laughs> Instagram people at what's occurring pod to see Bella's face when oh, I read. <laughs> so yeah, she's basically people. Pretty Patel talks the talk, but people are saying she's not actually done anything. So mm. they're going to replace her for Suella Braverman to get more of these Rwanda type schemes done. So make of that what you will. Okay. Um, one more for you. Mm-hmm. Jacob Rees Mogg business secretary <laughs> Bella's actually crying now oh. business secretary I was secretary. talking to my mum about um, you know the topic of politics in the car and I was saying oh I'm going on Tom's podcast tonight we're talking about Liz Truss and I was saying politics stresses me out and I know I'm not a fan of the Tories but I'll always try and stay impartial when talking about politics on news Sorry for anyone that can hear the motorcycles going past uh, <laughs> my house. Anyway, um, and I was saying, you know, the Tory government, I'm not a massive fan of them, but God, two people I can't stand the most are Michael Gove and Jacob Rees-Mogg. So well, I'm really glad he's going to be in charge that. of energy at a time when energy bills are like the most important thing. Oh, so enjoy fun. that. Fabulous. Can't wait. <laughs> right. One last thing on all of this before we can talk about the really jolly thing that is the cost of living. Yes. Um, And also some more fun stuff. Boris, what's he doing next? I think he'll quit as an MP in 2024 and rake the money in. Honestly, I can see Boris pulling a Nick Clegg and going to work for a major corporation over in America. He'll do where the money is, won't he? And where the fame, the fame. Yeah, genuinely, like, don't get me wrong. He obviously went to Oxford. He's done the whole politics thing. He knows how the system works. But I genuinely do believe he became prime minister for the glitz and glamour. And is... Oh, fully. I mean, it's not been very glittery or glamorous. I do think he's, like, he's a minor celebrity in a way because people don't refer to him as you know mr cameron as they did david cameron or i don't know like theresa may was always theresa may boris johnson is boris or bojo and he's played on the fact that people see him as a clown and he likes the attention i just i know it (laughs) you you said oh bella's bella's waving hands she's angry (laughs) You sent me an article on this kind of thing, didn't you? About how our leaders are not what they once were. Yeah. And I 
I mean, I'm sure if you, you know, stepped into a time machine, went back in time, people would be saying the same thing. Like, you know, oh, the leaders of today aren't, aren't what they used to be. But it does just seem like things have gone slightly downhill. There's truth. I see both sides of this because you're absolutely right. People have always said that. But no prime minister has degraded the role of prime minister like he has. And I think that's a reasonably universal view. I'm not saying that everyone believes that, but there's a hell of a lot, hell of, a lot of people who do. I've spoken to people who have said, you know, like Boris Johnson came in at a very hard time. He had to put us through Brexit. He's had to deal with everything going on in COVID and he's not necessarily done a terrible job at it. And my response is, yeah, he helped us get through, but at what cost? And also, I don't think he's done as good of a job as he could have done, you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying I could be a better prime minister. I'd be rubbish at it. But I've not gone to uni to study politics and been trained You've got the self-awareness to, to realise that you I'm would not, not for the a... job. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he lacks, isn't it? <laughs> Someone asked him once why he became prime minister. And they said, because they don't put up statues to journalists. And it is on that lovely note that, oh, I wish I could show you Bella's face. It's so funny. <laughs> but no, we're going to have a quick break. So the other big story about today, and to be honest, every day for the last month and probably for the next three months to come, if not more, if not three years, to be honest, is the cost of living because Here's some more stats for you. The average energy bill, which is currently £1,971, is going up to £3,549. Oh my God. And set to rise oh again in God. January. Having what? already. It's nearly doubled in the last year and it's basically gonna it, it, by january it will have doubled again oh i really hope i'm in a house contract with fixed bills <laughs> i'm gonna need to check that now see this is one of those stories which quite often passes people by until it's you so yeah. like, you know i've just moved mm. and now i've done my big move and i'm no longer in a uni house i'm in a proper house and I have to pay my own energy bill and all of that. And it's ridiculous how much I spend on electricity just to keep the lights on. I was in work the other day and my boss, like I work in a cafe and my boss came in and he was like, guys, if you're going down to the cellar, please make sure you turn the light off on the way back up. And we were saying to him, yeah, but if you turn the light off, then it's just a big dark hole and you can't see, you know, where you're going and you might fall down into he was like, I don't care. I cannot afford to keep the light on 24-7. So if you think, you know, how much people are paying for the houses, what about businesses as well? It's the scary. Of, the, every part of the cost of living, like we've had to up our prices for food and drinks. And you, you feel like, you know, charging someone £3.50 for a coffee, you're like, that seems criminal. But, you it know, we all criminal. need to, yeah, we all need to make money somehow, don't we? It's Walk around a little and you'll see 
First of all, how much the prices have gone up. Second, mm. how small everything is. And third, how anything that's a value product is almost gone every time because so many more people are buying them. I know. it's The thing is, a few years ago, people would, would say, oh, I don't shop in Lidl, I don't shop in Aldi. It's, oh, everything there is too cheap and it's not good enough quality. And now everyone's flocking to the shelves. People don't care now because it's that that serious the thing about this which i think we probably haven't seen at any point in our lifetimes other than maybe 2008 when they Mm. had the financial crash is that this isn't just the poorest this isn't just students this isn't just low earners this is middle class well-earning people who are being impacted like i am by no means on a lot of money in my job but i'm not on a tiny wage i'm not scraping by but even i am now like right no lights off if you're not watching telly telly off all of those things which before i would have like smirked and gone been can't be asked to do that you every everyone's yeah. impacted yeah it it is terrifying it is genuinely so scary how expensive everything is and you know, people always say, oh, money can't make you happy. But I'd be a lot happier with financial stability than struggling to make rent every month. Mm. One of the big things I want to do on this podcast, this series, is kind of life hacks for all of this. So I'm going to get experts on, going to get questions answered, because this impacts people day to day. And you're right to mention stability and mental health and just how it makes you feel because it is a massive thing and how if you're not if you've not got money if you can't feed your kids let alone yourself Mm. how is that going to make you feel especially as well like you know it's all well and good in the summer if you you know if you're feeling down you can go out get some sun get some vitamin d and you'll feel marginally better is the winter months come i know i really struggled last um last christmas and like last winter because i was bogged down with work and it was cold all the time it was always dark but i knew like oh well i'll get home and i'll put the heating on and i'll i'll get all snuggled up and i'll watch some netflix and i'll have all my fairy lights on and like some people can't do that because they cannot afford to put the heating on they can't afford to have that many lights on like people can't afford to keep their ovens on that long you know i've already had this conversation with my housemate henry big up he said to me already like not being funny but we're gonna have to just wear jumpers and bear it because it's just too expensive and he's right and um yeah it's just it's a bit of a rogue one. Like small things help. We're using our air fryer more than our oven now because that's a lot cheaper. And also, um, well, I'm going to say it because it is a genuinely useful tip, but Edwina Curry, friend of the podcast, was on Good Morning Britain this morning. <laughs> I love how you always say that whenever you mention Edwina Curry. I love she it. Is a, she's a friend of the podcast. She I'll, is a friend I'll, of the I'll podcast. I'll probably get hate for saying that now because this morning she went on yeah. telly with a cardboard cutout of Boris behind her and she had, she, it gets worse, she got out a piece of tin foil and was like, put it behind your radiator 
and that will save you a lot of money. And that is true. That is a tip I would recommend. However, there is a time and a place to say that, and that is not the time or place. I mean, that's a whole issue in itself. But I would also like to circle back to the fact that she brought a cut out of Boris Johnson. That once again shows he's just a gimmick. And I'm glad he's not Prime Minister anymore. There, I said it. I'm glad he's out. Right. I'm glad you've met, you've brought him back up. Because did you hear what he said this week? He had a bit of an Edwina Curry moment. And he oh, said God. he was recommended everyone buy a new kettle. Because if you spend £20 on a kettle then that could save you £10 on your energy bills every year because it's more efficient. I mean, again, time and bloody place. Uh, yeah, not a fan of that. Uh, mm, Shall we talk about something more exciting? Well, I have one more life hack that I think might help, oh, go especially on, go students. On. One thing I've learned from living with really stingy housemates um, if you batch cook a load of meals, you can freeze them. And then when you don't know what you want for tea, but you really want a hot meal, microwave them. Less time, less energy, less effort. Clever, clever Bella. Yeah. If, if you've got life hacks, people, get in touch. What's, occur what's occurring pod at gmail.com. And I will read them out because genuinely, I think we all need to kind of support each other through this. And if people have got advice, then definitely get in touch with it. Um, shall we talk about death now? Yeah, may as well. Seems fitting. There's been a big death this week in the form of yes. Mikhail Gorbachev. Gorbachev, I never know. Gorbachev. I was having this discussion with my parents earlier because I didn't want to get it wrong. <laughs> You're so prepared. You put me to shame. I just, I just rock up, and here you are, like preparing and researching everything. But yeah, he died. He was in his nineties, and he had been ill for a long time. So in a way, it's not a surprise. But he was a very, very significant figure in Russia. He was the leader who oversaw the Soviet Union as it ended. He was the last leader of the Soviet Union and significantly opened it up to the West more and used less violence, which ultimately was part of its demise, I guess. But he kind of accepted that and didn't, I mean, it sounds awful, but that we're kind of celebrating this, but he didn't murder people. He didn't send the tanks out to try and stop it. He just accepted the peaceful transition. That hearing you say it's bad that we celebrate that reminds me of how sometimes like girls will say oh my boyfriend bought me flowers and another girl will go yeah that's the bare minimum yeah he, he did the bare minimum and we are celebrating him for it but at the same time I, I you know he deserves credit for that I think because if you yeah. look at how it could have ended then I mean my god like you don't want to that could have been the bloodiest event in modern history but yeah no fair play and RIP and all that. <laughs> Are we um, going to discuss how Vladimir Putin uh, barely acknowledged this fact? Yes. Yeah, so he's been to see the body, but he is not. He's not going to the funeral because this funeral is going. It's a funny old thing because in ordinary times, 
all loads of world leaders would probably have gone, you know, Liz Truss would probably have gone, Joe Biden would probably have gone. But obviously it's in Russia and with the ongoing situation that isn't really possible for security reasons and just for general respect and dignity, I suppose. Yeah, I think as well it it's if obviously, you know, it's it's not like it's Putin who's died, but because it is a leader of Russia, if then other world leaders turn up, it's kind of like saying up yours to Ukraine in a way. I don't yeah, know, that's how yeah, I see it. Exactly, that's exactly it. And um, let's talk about something that's actually a bit lighter now, because you know we like to do a bit of sport on this show. And it's worth pointing out that there is a World Cup coming up uh, in November. So that would be very exciting for us. But uh, Saturday was the final of the 100 cricket. Are you a fan? Have you ever watched? Um, if I'm honest with you, I can remember my dad's friend coming over from Australia one year. Him and my dad watched The Ashes and I thought it was the most boring ever. So... Although, although I know this the is hundred a different is different, and it is more interesting. I love how you I, saw me come yeah, to pick you, know. you up on that. Then, no, so it's a hundred balls. It's so yeah. much quicker. It's so much quicker, and it's so much better. And yeah, the finals and there's live music halfway through and stuff. And I, like I've been in person a few times, and it's great. But also, yeah, it's just really good fun. And the women's game is as important as the men's in terms of. The prominence it gets which i respect and i appreciate to be fair however that doesn't take away from the fact that cricket is boring thank you for that insightful analysis you're uh, welcome the actual result of those in the women's final the oval invincibles won by five wickets that's their second win in a row it's, they won the championship first time around as well and yes. in men's trent rockets from nottingham Won by two wickets, which was very close. But well, Bella's not pleased at Nottingham. I've been um I've been brainwashed into any time anyone says Nottingham to think of Nottingham Forest and not a big fan of them. No, no, less not less of that. Less of that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on from the sport before you start a scrap. Yes. Predictions. True. I want to do some predictions. So last okay. um at Christmas. I did some predictions in our little end of year episode. So what I want to do now is we're going to make some predictions and then I'm going to go back over them this coming Christmas. Oh no. Do you want to go first? Yeah, but I would just like to point out that you have stolen this idea from my uh, Monday breakfast LSR show because we did predictions every week. No I'm one's ever done predictions before you're right. So it you've you've taken this idea from me. Yes, I would just yes, like Bella, to that's definitely credit happened. where credit's due. <laughs> um, predictions. Go on. Uh, I don't know. This is a lot of pressure. I Shall think... I go first, or do you want to go? Yeah, please. Well, I just think like you know, there's a meme that you see on Twitter sometimes. And it's like this wasn't on my 2022 bingo card. So many random things, political and non-political, have happened this year that I just feel like I can't predict anything. More. so please start the ball rolling at least you're honest and that is very true um my predictions are quite blood, bloody miserable to be honest okay okay we're gonna go into a really bad recession yeah and Liz Truss is gonna be 
she'll be popular at first because she'll announce a big bailout. I don't. I think that maybe energy prices won't rise anymore, and the government will pay. I think that's how they'll do it. Yeah, so she'll get popular from that, but over time she will just struggle because the recession will get worse and worse. And there's not a lot she can do about that. But she'll hang on to the next election. We're getting really far ahead here. But yeah, she'll hang on. But she's going to have a rough ride. I think that's true for any prime minister, though. Maybe more so in today's society, but it's never going to be an easy one, is it? Very true. You don't pick that job for 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 the ease. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, one prediction I've got that I've been saying since the Euros, since the Euros final uh, in 2021, which we, we won't discuss any further. Oh, but I've said England are going to win the World Cup. And I know you're thinking, Woo! why would England win the World Cup? I just think I love Southgate. This is why I love you, because you've come on, we've talked about miserable shit the entire time, and then you've just found a positive ending. Well, I I mean, you know, look at the women's Euros. I've now decided as well, I mean, I might be backtracking here because I have just called it the Euros, but I'm calling it the women's Euros and the men's Euros. It's my new thing. Fair, fair. So we obviously won the women's Euros quite recently, which was fab and amazing and everybody was in such a good mood about it and I just think I know we're in for a pretty rough ride over the next six months or so we could do we could really yeah, do with a win we could so do with it but no throughout that rough ride we are going to be here every week so I'm going to be back next week with another co-host and I'm going to be joined by someone from the Met Office and we're going to be discussing climate change and weather and all of these freak floods in Pakistan and all sorts of stuff so hopefully you'll join me then but for now goodbye